Hey, everybody, welcome back to Puck Off. This is actually a normal edition, not dissecting any particular teams. I've got Andrew here from the Short Shift Podcast. Andrew, how are you? I hope you use the term normal very loosely here, Mr. No. Oh, yeah, nothing's normal about our show. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're not focused on one team. We're not going to go down the rabbit hole of prospects for any one team. We got some news to go over. But first and foremost, I know some people have been listening to those. We record them in bulk. So this one's going to kind of interrupt a few of them. But Andrew, you guys are back. Welcome we back, back baby. Short yeah. Welcome back, Short Shift. Thomas and you guys too. Shout out. Yeah, it's it was just it was so it was so good to hit record with those boys and and uh man, I mean the boys are back, dude. Like and thank you for all your support. You you got a big you got a big shout out at the beginning of the episode. I appreciate for all that. your help. Thomas, for I appreciate all of your help. Um, yep. I will say this, Thomas, you sound much refreshed. Like I don't know, <laughs> I can hear it in his voice. Like dude. I know how stressed he was with everything going on, but it just like I can feel the weight off his shoulders as he right. was going through that whole episode. Yeah, he it, and we got some of the feedback that I got was like, man, I would run through a wall for Thomas right now because it sounds like he he's about to. And I'm like, let's fucking go. That's right. That's my boy. <laughs> and congrats on your new home, the Hockey Podcast Network. Hell yeah, dude. You know, it, yeah. uh, the new sponsorship, DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Right now we're yep. sponsor list, so doors are open. But um, congrats. Welcome back. It's Thanks. great. Yeah. Uh, and, know, and Hey, this, uh, my hey, listen, so this, and, uh, th- this has been, this has been great to keep, keep the, uh, keep the gears lubed up, keep the, uh, keep I mean, the old... like having everything else lubed up. So why not the gears too? Let's just, let's just, let's just, let's just not talk about that. Uh, <laughs> normal episode, normal episode. You know, what's not normal. What? Mike Babcock. Has he ever been normal? I think he's just a really weird dude. Okay. But this is a weird situation. So first, first, do we want to dive into the segment that's going to take probably 90% of the episode, or do you want to play the other game of name that highlight, name that headline? Because there really isn't much. Let's do that. Okay. I'm literally at NHL.com slash news right now just to find (laughs) anything else to talk about first. Just because, I mean, we have the little things. Uh, well, Nick Ritchie signed a, a PTO, not earth shattering, but Nick Ritchie, interesting. Um, the the Bruins signed Danton Heinen to a PTO. Love the move. We'll talk about that a lot more in the Bruins episode. But yeah, love the yep, move. Yep. You know, a uh, guy who's familiar with the the coach's system, the the town, the team system, the city knows what to expect. And a pretty damn good two way forward to boot. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yep. It, go ahead. We got we did we I, I have a lot to say about Danton Heinen because uh, he was he was he was a favorite of mine when he was here. So, and he got traded for the aforementioned Nick Ritchie. Man, sorry, bad that trade. Hit spot, doesn't it? Bad trade. Such a bad trade. <laughs> <laughs> so right now the top story is that the nhl prospect tournament is underway all right and Mm -hmm. there's a there's a lot to unpack in the tournament itself but games have just started i mean they've had some streams that were stopped because the games got moved to other rinks like 
it's the prospect challenge. Let's not overhype the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But there's some good players that have been sent off to some of this. Anyone in particular for, for anybody out there? Like, if you had to pick one prospect that you were like, you've got to try and catch a game to watch him, who would it be? So I did say Merkulov for the Bruins. That's that's definitely one. Um, I think that he's I think that he's probably going to be head and shoulders over most of them. But man, it's 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 cheap hockey. Like at, at, attending some of these games, it's like ten bucks, and you're going to see some high quality, fast you know, somewhat physical, real hockey. These are real hockey games. And some of the prospects, like, they're big-name prospects. Yeah. You know, Jesper uh, uh, Wallstead is there for Minnesota. I, I Bedard is I, there I, for Chicago. I am surprised that they have Connor Bedard playing here. I'm not because they need all the positive hype they can get. Right. right. And and okay. now anytime someone wants to be like Chicago, shitty city, and they're like Connor Bedard playing over here. Mm-hmm. Massive yeah. redirect. <laughs> look, 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 just dangling the keys. Look, 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 look. <laughs> but like Logan Cooley, you know, the best prospect in the world, because fuck best Connor prospect Bedard. in the world, Logan Cooley. He's he's he is gonna be good. Let's not let's not like undersell that, but Leo Carlson, David yeah. Reinbacher. Reinbacher is interesting because I thought he was going to be staying in Austria. So you want to know the prospect that I'm most interested to see how well they do in the, in these tournaments is though. And, I, and I'm looking at a few here and, and I'm going to go off the board a little bit because like Connor Bedard's are the obvious Adam Fantilli's obvious, you know, those kinds of things, but Simon Nemich mm-hmm. for the New Jersey devils. Man, because, rich get rich get richer, right? Well, that's my point. If he yeah. pops, yeah, that decor for the Devils and the overall youth core, holy fuck! Like, yeah. all eyes on Buffalo right now. Talk about going under the radar. The New Jersey Devils have a solid core under the age of twenty-five. New Jersey Devils are a legitimate cup contender. I think a lot of people are sleeping on them because of the growth of the Sabers, but. They, this team made the playoffs last year and won around being ridiculously young and having no goaltending. I mean, Schmidt looks good, but he's not there yet. Well, Schmidt, Schmidt caught lightning in a bottle in well, the Rangers. Like said, he looks good. Yeah. But he's still a developing player. And yeah. um, I forget what team it was that I saw that they're looking in the goaltending mark. Um, it was earlier today, too. And immediately the, the Martin Jones came to, you know, Matt Murray's and all this other stuff. But like, if you can get a legitimate goaltender like mm-hmm. a Connor Hellebuck, who's been linked to the Devils, right. um, and I'm not I'm not talking. Oh, go get Aiden Hill. Like, no. If you're shooting for lightning in a bottle, Schmidt's your guy. Yeah, you know, old as shit. Twenty four, twenty three, twenty four. He's still uh, relatively young. He's yeah, he's still relatively young, and goaltenders are voodoo. So you know, he'll come along. I'm checking on his exact age right now, but I want to say he's twenty three. He's twenty three. He's 23, and he's right behind Vanacek, who's 27. Vanacek isn't exactly old either. Yeah, but Vanacek is what he is at this point. He's a, he's I a, think so. He's, a, he's decent. He, yeah, Vanacek is the guy that'll help him get through the regular season. Schmidt is the guy who's going to take him through the playoffs, if anything, mm-hmm. of what they have. Right. 
Now, here's a question for you. If you know, if, if you're New Jersey, and yes, we go off on tangents, but if you're Tom Fitzgerald and you know that you have this good of a team and you know your weak spot is goaltending, would you trade Akira Schmid in a deal to get another goaltender? Depends how on how Schmidt looks to start this season. What if that goaltender is the of the ilk of Connor Hellebuck, UC Soros, someone like that? Do you think twice about it? If it's it? a Hellebuck, if it, if it's a Hellebuck, I would assume that the Jets would take would take Schmidt in a heartbeat. With I'm sure the Jets would. I'm asking if you for the Devils. No, here's what I'm. Well, 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 here's my here's my thought process. Is like you you have to. The trade has to be something that the other team is going to be perceptive to as well. So mm-hmm. I think they would take Schmidt. I think that's a great starting point for them. Sure. So, yeah. Wow. It's a great starting point. It'll be Schmidt plus, but. Of course. Um, now, here's some other names that could become available that I'm curious to see. If you, if you are the Devils, would you look at what the deals would be for them? What about okay. John Gibson? I would look at that. Um, I think you made the point during our Ducks episode. Go download it. Go download it. Send us presents. I think you made the point during the Ducks episode that John Gibson is 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 the West Coast Linus Allmark. He's languishing on a bad team, trying to keep himself afloat until something some until there's a life preserver. I think and, he'd be awesome with New Jersey. And I don't think he wants to be there anymore. So he just doesn't really care all that much anymore. Yeah. Just sign my, just spell my name right on the check. Uh, speaking of which, there was someone that, uh, oh, I, I think you were involved in it too. There was a person back and forth on Twitter who was trying to overanalyze goaltending. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know if you, if you remember that. Yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. It's, it's part of the, it's part of this crew that like that, that dive into analytics and think that analytics are the be all end all. I'm a huge proponent of analytics and think that they can tell a massive part of the story. But when you, but when you get way too into the numbers like this, it just makes it look like that you just stare at charts all day. Well, not to mention the fact that like some of it just sounds stupid. Yeah. All right. You have a great goaltender on a good team. They're going to do well. You have a great goaltender on a shitty team. They'll do. Okay. They're, 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 they're still going to outperform like the norm, right? but it does affect their numbers. Yeah. And, and if you have a, if you have a good goaltender on a historically bad team, they might, he may keep them afloat for a while, but maybe oh, yeah. those analytics aren't going to tell the whole story. Right. And I, fuck, I wish I knew who I had picked. There was a, uh, um, I think it was uh Oh crap! I I had gone in and I I looked. I think there was a there was a team. There was two goaltenders that I was like, this one's on an okay team, and mm-hmm. this one is on a really really bad team. Mm-hmm. And save percentages were like right on par with each other. They were mm-hmm. like .04 apart, which is really fucking close. You're talking like yeah. one save. They had like within a hundred minutes of each other. Yep. Goals against average was 1.54 off. Mm-hmm. Guess who had the higher one? The team who was in last place. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and I don't remember off the top of my head. I want to say it was like, um, I, th- I think I was, because my initial thought was like, oh, let me go look at like Shalgren. And you know what I mean? Like he's really good on a really good team, but mm-hmm. his numbers weren't all that good. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. but he played like 10 games. I got to be fair. Yeah, right. I want to say, I want to say it was like Gibson and it, it might've actually been Samsonov. You know what I mean? Like something like that, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, they're, the ceiling for one is clearly much higher at their peak. Well, to kind of put it, to kind of, to kind of put a bow on that particular point of people who, who, who take analytics way too seriously, they tried to go after me for my take that Brendan Carlo is a legitimate top four defenseman. And I showed him a chart that showed, Hey, Brendan Carlo is in the 97th percentile in, in, in defensive efficiency and stops. And he said, and I, I, I will never forget this. He said, man, it's amazing how you use analytics when, when you use analytics the way you want to. Huh? Right. The, from so the person Carlo who's is mediocre. Carlo is mediocre to, according to your eye test, but your analytics say all of these other things. But when your analytics say that the person you say is mediocre, it's your cherry picking. Like, shut the fuck up. Shut right. the and, fuck and, up. And I'm sorry, but goals against expected is also a ratio based off of how many shots seen. If you have a bad defensive unit, you're going to see a shit ton more shots than if you have the best defensive unit in the game. Carl Vomeka sends his regards. Like it might have so- been one of the goaltenders. It might have been Vomeka and Gibson. Vomeka has seen more has seen more rubber than a Goodyear factory the last three years. His numbers do not tell the story of how good he actually is. No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. But if you watch him, you sit there and go, holy fuck, how is this team in this game right now? And you go, oh, 35 saves on 36 shots. Yeah, 30, yeah 35, 35 saves on 36 shots, 20 high danger chances, and the Coyotes have nine shots on goal. <laughs> right. Nine shots on, on, on the offensive side, and it's like, okay. Um, oh, actually, right, you know right. what? I, I think it was those two because I'm looking at him right now. John Gibson played 3,000 minutes. Yep. Save percentage of 899. Karel Vamelka played, played 2941. Mm-hmm. So we're talking 69 minutes shy. Nice. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and you know what his save percentage was? What? 899. Yeah. You want to know what John Gibson's goals against average was? Hmm. It was it was a lot. It was high, wasn't it? Three point nine nine. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> and his record, by the way, was fourteen thirty one and eight with one shutout. Yeah, that's bad. Okay, but Carell that's league, a, a league average save percentage with an almost four goals against average. I just got a wicked feeling of deja vu. <laughs> Karel Vamelka went eighteen twenty four six with three shutouts. You want to know what his goals against average was? What? 3.43. Mm-hmm. Which team had a better defense? Um, Coyotes. Which, which team finished higher in the standings? Ah, uh, yeah. Coyotes did. <laughs> huh. It's almost like they're fucking related. <laughs> Play bad defense, give up more goals. Give up more goals, fall in the standings. Hmm. 
I think uh, advanced analytics might be overthinking that one. Again, advanced analytics are are a wonderful tool that tells a lot of a lot of stories about a lot of things, but sometimes, sometimes it lacks the color and the context that it lacks the color and the context because a lot of these te- a lot of times you have these people who are who are proponents of analytics who will show these charts apropos of nothing. Right. Now, keeping these two in mind, first and foremost, I would love, if I'm the devils, I would love to go out and get Karel Vimelka. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sold. I, I would give up Schmid. I would, there's a lot that I would look to give up to get him because I'm a cup contender right fucking now. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, Karel Vimelka, 100 games played over the course of his career, 899 is his career save percentage, mm-hmm. and his goals against for his career is 355. Mm-hmm. So I think he's still on the upswing. Mm-hmm. You know, like we said, goaltenders are voodoo. They de- develop a little bit later, some earlier. Mm-hmm. They're all fucking different. You're mm-hmm. also talking a 145th overall pick in 2015. Now, three years older than him is John Gibson. Those three years make a world of difference. You're talking 431 games played. A mm-hmm. lot more mileage. However, his goals against average for his career is 2.83. Those were a lot of all-star, all-star and borderline all-star years. Back when the Ducks were good. He's he's never been an all-star. He he got the 2015-16 Jennings, and he was on the 2015-16 NHL All-Rookie team. That's it. Interesting. His career save percentage, though, is 91.2. So, mm-hmm. given where they are in their career, cash-wise, I would rather have Vimelka. Performance-wise, if I'm the Devils, I also think getting Gibson might cost me a little less. So, I'm okay with that one. But again, mm-hmm. you're talking three years difference in age. It's not that far off. Yeah, right. But you're also talking, hmm, how many How many uh, standing points? I think it's six. There was six between Arizona and Anaheim checks notes from last year's standings. Arizona had 70 yeah. points. They finished mm-hmm. 27th. The Ducks mm-hmm. were 32nd with 58. 58. Oh my God. The, the Ducks were so tw- it's 12. And you want to know, here's something else for you. You we were talking about the defense. You want to know who had a better defense? You tell me the team with a minus 71 goal differential or the team with minus 129. Yeah. I'll let you guess which one's which. I won't give mm-hmm. it all away. Yeah. <laughs> at least give him a little crumb. <laughs> I don't well, know, man. Just So what was our original topic here? <laughs> well, yeah, anyway, uh, to round out the show, we're going to circle back. Uh, I'll let you explain what happened in brief form between Paul Bissonette and apparently nobody, but now everybody. All right. So, so spitting chicklets you know who they are if you're listening to the show you know who spitting chicklets is i don't need to give them any more pub or tug their tits or anything um a unnamed columbus blue jackets player Ah, dm'd he didn't say it was a columbus blue jackets player he just said a player a player okay an unnamed player well i get well i guess it's it's assumed it's a columbus blue jackets player because it because it was what was done during like the beginning of camp have you heard the audio? I have not, sir. Oh, the audio is what makes it so damn interesting. Okay. All right. Uh, t- by all means. I'm going to play you the audio because I have it right here. 
It's okay. about a minute and a half. All right. And I want to hear your immediate reaction. I'm glad you haven't heard it yet. All right. You yeah, ready for no. this? Mm-hmm. This is right from the show. This is outrageous, dude. I get a text from a, a player. He goes, have you heard what Babcock is up to again? And I'm like, no. So he gets to Columbus. And one of the first things he does is he calls in Boone Jenner, the captain of the team. And he says, let me see the photos in your phone. I want to know the type of person you are. What the f- is going on is that is that even legal I, 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 it feels like it's totally I illegal get him on the podcast to grill him about his antics as a head coach like worry about the f- for check worry about your 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 personnel worry about getting the power play humming at an alarming rate so you might have a chicken dicks chance of sneaking in a wild card spot why do you want to see throbbing dick pics <laughs> from your captain on his iphone I don't understand this. By the way, if I was going into one of these meetings, having heard all these stories prior, I'm putting on like Rocky quotes on my photos. I'm putting on like my workout routine. Oh, yeah. You know what I would put on my phone? I'd be standing here in this chair with my bin staring him right in the eye with me holding my legs like this. What's wrong with this guy? Now, I hope this story is true because then we look like real big idiots. But I think that Mike Babcock should come on this podcast and clear the air as to why he wants to see Pierce nipples from Instagram thoughts in his players phones. Okay, I have a I have that I have many huge problems with us. Okay, let's I want to know what what's the first thing that you notice in that clip that he didn't speak that he specified that it sounds like secondhand information. And then he sends out a screenshot of the text that he got, which is very, which is what he said. But there's two things to this. One, tell me there's no one in the world who doesn't like Mike Babcock enough who would go hyperbolic on something completely outrageously for no Mike reason. Mike Commodore. <laughs> so you I will to- never love a woman as much as Mike Commodore hates Mike Babcock. <laughs> so... Here's the thing. If if you look at his screenshots, and I might have tagged you in this one. You did. You did. He, I remember this. He writes back, what are you talking about? Give me more information. And then he says, right there in the clip, six key words. Do you know which ones I'm talking about? Uh, lay them on me, Chris. I hope this story is true. Otherwise, we look like idiots. Well, the next day, the Blue Jackets, Boone Jenner, and Mike Babcock made him look like idiots. And then he decided to stand by his story. Fine. First and foremost, irresponsible use of the information before verifying anything. Because he clearly doesn't understand the platform that he has that this is going to take off with. Yeah. He didn't verify dick. There is, there has been a uh, statement that has been released within the last 25 minutes. Okay. From who? Marty Walsh. Okay. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's a story about Marty Walsh and well, a contingent investigating. I was going to say the, yeah. the players association immediately went, we're going to look into it and they are credit to them yep. because yep. this is something that should be looked into. I'm not defending Babcock here. All I'm no, saying I don't is- think anybody is. I, I, my my the the crux of what the, the the crux of the problem that I have with it, I'll get to in a minute. But I want to make sure that we color the entire story here. Yes, you go ahead. 
So Marty Walsh and NHLPA Assistant Executive Director Ron Hainsey met with Blue Jackets players in Columbus, a meeting described by several sources as very intense. On Tuesday, when the story broke from Paul Bissonnette on the Spit and Chicklets podcast, both the NHL and the NHLPA were initially were satisfied with the explanations from Boo Jenner and Johnny Gaudreau. However, it appears things changed for both later that night when information was received that some of the younger Blue Jackets players were uncomfortable with what had occurred. This appears to be a major focus of the investigation. So here is my overarching point about this whole thing. Real quick, the young players are why I'm glad they are investigating it. Sure. Yep. 100%. Let me, let, I, 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 want, I, I want to get all sides here. Let me start off by saying Mike Babcock is a fucking weirdo. Mike Babcock is a fucking weirdo. He is a overly controlling, slave driving, absolute dickbag who likes to manipulate players. Okay? This is known. He. This is why he got fired from Toronto. This is a big reason why he got fired from Toronto because of the Mitch Marner situation. You know, he scratched Jason Spezza in the opening game in the home opener for Toronto a couple years ago. After telling him he was going to play, he scratched Mike Madonna before his 1500th NHL game and he never played 1500. It's something symbolic like that. He likes to do little things to needle players. Okay, I have literally... I have almost, I've almost, almost, and this, I'm going to get into why I'm saying almost in a second. I have almost no doubt that this happened. Which part? The messenger is what fucking sucks. Which part? Which part do you have any doubt that it happened? Um, I have no doubt that he asked players to 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 use airplay and put the put their pictures up on the walls. Sure. I have no doubt. I have no doubt that he asked that. And you know what? Else? I have no doubt that some of the younger players are uncomfortable in sharing their personal business like that. I was just going to say, I have no doubt guys like Johnny Gaudreau and Boone Jenner and, you know, even Zach Warensky, the veteran guys sat there and were like, yeah, coach, sure, no problem. Yeah. And, and some of the younger guys are like, what the fuck? That's my shit. But here's the other thing, though. Yeah. Paul Bissonnette took this to the nth degree. By Not bringing just, up dick pics and all Schmenzer and right, all that shit. Right. Like it has nothing to do with that. Now, there's plenty of scenarios that are realistic to your point about, you know, like, first of all, it, we have the technology for this airdrop stuff. Like, don't get upset because people fucking use it and you don't. Yeah. All right. Babcock's got a fucking giant, big, smart screen TV in his office. Suck it up. It's got a feature called AirDrop with an iPhone. All right. I'm sorry. I'm not going to, if I'm going through stuff on my phone and I'm trying to share it with a room full of people, I'm not going to use the 6.7 inch screen on my iPhone Pro Max. I'm going to use the 60 inch screen on my fucking wall. Now, if I've got dick pics, I don't want them seeing. That's on me. Maybe some of those younger Blue Jackets players had dick pics. It's a weird request. Like he you would have to go to the locker room with them, though. It's not like he's never seen it before. <laughs> but it's a it is a, but it is a weird request. It's a weird request. Like Babcock's a weirdo. Okay, he, he's Fine. weird. Yes, but if someone Fine. comes in and they go, yeah, I'm, you know, I got my family. Hey, you got pictures of your family on your phone? I'd love to see them. Yeah, and maybe that's all it is. Maybe that is all it is. Okay, maybe that's all it is. But 
here's my here's 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 my thing. Here's my thing. It's it, 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 this may end up being like a tempest in a teapot sort of situation where we're making we're making something out of nothing. But Ryan Whitney, right? Here's where everything breaks down for me, and why I despise Spit and Chicklets as a brand. Like I know there's going to be a lot of people who who love Barstool and love Spit and Chicklets and love Paul and Paul love Paul Bissonnette and love Paul Bissonnette on TNT. Look, I love that for you. I love that you get joy out of these misogynistic fuck sticks. I love that. Keep that away from me. Okay. By the way, when I say he defended his his information, did you see yeah. the tweet that he wrote to defend it? Yeah, yeah. The nothing says nothing says uh, you know journalistic integrity of defending your sources and you know dying on this hill by comparing uh, people who are going after that you're going to go after people who go after the players like violent sexual assault. Yeah. Fuck you. Anyway, Let, my problem. Oh, I was going to say, no matter how bad Babcock is, hey Biz. You don't look any better right now. This is my this is the, this is the this is the overarching point that I'm going to make here, is that the moment Ryan Whitney says the following thing, and I'm going to pull it up here. <laughs> Mike Babcock is a fucking weasel who shouldn't be coaching in the NHL. Chris, let me ask you something. What's that? If somebody, if if somebody you know did something bad and reprehensible and something that he should be punished for. And I come to you, but he happens to be like somebody that you know very well. And I come to you and I tell you all of this and I verify all this information or, 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 you know, I very, uh, very strategically verify it, strategically verify it. And I get you to a point where you believe me. And it's like, it's like, you know what? I could definitely see this person doing this thing. And then I end my statements with, Oh, I'm gonna finally get this fucker. Won't that throw everything I just told you into question? Absolutely. <laughs> Not like throw it out the window, but it's gonna make me sit there and be like, wait a minute. Yeah, the, I don't think I, I don't think this dude's heart's in the right place here. Now, this is the part that annoys me. All right, about the podcast itself. I'm not saying they're bad people or bad guys or anything like that. But what Paul Bissonnette has been able to do for himself, and I credit him wholeheartedly for this because he only played in the NHL for six years. All mm -hmm. right. This isn't exactly, you know, Ray Bork 20 year career, 25 year career where he makes mm -hmm. all these connections. He's gotten people to buy into him as a person to, to, to confide in and, and, and what, in whatever ways. So I'm not saying he's not well connected, but in in six seasons, he was the most well percent of the time. Yeah, he was. He was. He was on the ninth floor eighty percent of the time. He played in two hundred and two games overall. He was an enforcer. Do you know what his average time on ice was? Like four minutes, five minutes and eighteen seconds. I was close to that. I thought he shot one hundred shots in his career and only seven went in. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but we're not exactly talking. I mean, honestly, you know who's got more minutes of ice time than him? Dayton Heinen. <laughs> I was going to say Ryan Whitney, but. Actually, you know what? I think Jack Stanika might have more time on ice than him. Jesus Christ. 
right? But so, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm not so sure. Like, I'm not so sure the veras. I'm not so sure if the argument of how much time on ice that he's my achieved. my point being, let's not act like he's a hockey expert. Like he knows the game, all right. But mm-hmm. the guy was picked because he's six foot two, over two hundred pounds, and could put people into the boards. And even then, I would actually make the case that he didn't do it as well as he should have because in his entire career, he averaged about a hit and a half per game. <laughs> so, like, he's the worst part of TNT, too. Like, but it, and his Pim's 340. Yeah. He spent more time in the box than he did on the ice. I don't know, man. Like, like this whole thing pisses me off. Like, I like Babcock, Mike Babcock, first of all, in Babcock's situation, th- there's just an unbelievable amount of arrogance in his in his part. Like, even if he did nothing wrong. Honestly, though, the arrogance is matched by Biz because he didn't check anything. Yeah. And no one looks good here. No one looks good here. The, the fact that he immediately follows it up with, God, I hope this is true. Otherwise, we look like idiots. That right there tells you all you need to know. Yeah, He's right. doing it to get the reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, and, and if you're and if you're looking, if you are looking to Paul Bissonette or Smith and Chicklets for some sort of beacon of journalistic integrity, that's on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not where you want to look. Right. The dude is the most one of the most well-connected hockey guys in the world. That's why I'm not he's trying also, to take anything away from it. He's also he's also a vindictive prick. And this is what's proving it. And and there was there was a another tweet. I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was kind of defending what he did as far as getting the information out there and this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, yeah, but if this turns out to be so far blown out of proportion because three guys who do have dick pics on their phone were like, oh my God, I hope he doesn't see it. Like, first of all, you know, 18, 19, 20, 22 year old kids. I'm sure he was half expecting those to be there. Mm-hmm. He wasn't talking about that. He said, I want to get to know your family. Mm-hmm. He's not focused on the throbbing dick on the phone. When he's scrolling past, he might be like, Hey, you might want to get that off your phone. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Hey, hey kid, but, uh little, little advice. Uh no no more no no more Schmenzer picks. Yeah. yeah. Right. All right. <laughs> Make sure this doesn't get out. You know, he maybe made a side comment like that. Yeah. Now, where it becomes a story, a very crucial story, and this is what we were talking about, those younger kids. If he looks at him and says, I want to see the pictures on your phone, and they go, I, I'd rather not show them to you, and he goes, no, you're going to fucking show them to me because I want to know who you are. Then there's a problem. Now we have a huge problem. Yeah. Now, the thing is, is that's the story that Biz portrayed from the get-go. Yeah, he better be. That's one of those things where you better be 100% right about this. And that's why I'm glad the PA is looking into it because yeah. it could be that. I'm not ruling that out. And that's why I'm saying I'm not completely, you know. The messenger throws everything into question, though. And I think it's, exactly. a, I think, and I think it's fair to question it. <laughs> exactly. And that's where I sit there and go, if that's the case, they're doing the league is doing everything right. Unfortunately, what we can't do, because he won't do it, maybe we can't say, Biz, prove your sources. Or puck off. Nah, we're not there yet. Ah! <laughs> we we can't say that because he knows he's stepped in it so far now. He's gonna he's hold on to who his yeah, sources were. He's in too deep. Yeah. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, 
he regrets throwing Boone Jenner's name into it. I guarantee I, you that. I, I it the the there are some there's there are some maybe some unintended sh- really bad consequences if you're spitting chicklets. This may fuck up player connections for them. Oh yeah. Now here's the other thing too. Imagine if you're the guy who sent him that text. Are you ever going to tell him anything ever again? Probably not. <laughs> See, what Biz just did to himself is he made a lot of players who are supposedly comfortable going to him go, maybe I shouldn't say that to him anymore. No. Right. Maybe I should keep this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or, or if things are so egregiously awful as Biz portrays, because, you know, mm-hmm. he's the one that everyone complains to then he'll get more messages like this because people want those stories out. Mm-hmm. In which case, the message to those people, you'll have more clout if you put your name to it. Mm-hmm. Think about it. If unknown prospect B is like, yeah, um, I didn't really want to show Babcock my my photos on my phone, but all the other veteran players, like everybody's going to back the group and be like, nah, you're just being a little soft here. Mm-hmm. Grow a pair, you're in the NHL, be an adult. However, if Connor Bedard comes out and he goes, I didn't want to show my coach my, my the photos on my phone. Sorry, but you're 18. Be an adult. Act like one. Mm-hmm. You have to have convictions behind what you're saying if you're going to go to a story like this. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that you have to come clean right away. But whoever sent this text to Biz, at this point, they got to speak up. Mm-hmm. Because now, because now, this is such a story that the jackets that the blue jackets we're going to assume it's a blue jackets player because the the way that it was you were right the way that it was phrased wasn't exactly it sounded like secondhand information it sounded like that i heard from the blue it sounded it sounded like what it's a he started with did you hear what he's doing yeah yeah did you did did you hear what he's doing a player which can be a blue jackets player but could also be a friend of a blue jackets player right yeah and and to be fair, or to be clear, rather, he last played in 2013-14. So he still would have played with some of the players who are in the league right now. Sure. So I, I'm not even saying it's not an active player. Mm-hmm. But you can play six degrees of separation from Paul Bissonette pretty easily and find probably four or five people who don't have positive views of Mike Babcock and would send a message like, oh, my God, did you hear what he's doing over there? Yeah. He's having them show them their pictures. Everybody they I, know very clearly that that's not how it's supposed to be portrayed. Babcock may have stepped in it, but but, you know, there are a lot of people that are placing unnecessary piles of shit. <laughs> Paul, uh, Paul Bissonette and Mike Babcock, their feet are in the same pile of shit right now. Yeah, right. Now, what I would love to see. I would love to see Babcock go on that show now. That showdown. Oh, that's never gonna fucking happen. That's never gonna happen. And if I'm Mike Babcock, if I'm Mike Babcock, I'm piss off. You've been, you've been, you've been weird things up a weasel, you know. See, and, I, you know, he might be right. He might be fucking right. But again, if I'm Babcock, I go on there and I go after them back. I go, what's your problem with me? Mm-hmm. Tell me to my face. Because right right now, all we've got is a text message that was read off with a screenshot that's been edited, obviously. 
and and that was obviously going to happen because he's not going to leave the contact at the top without it. There's no proof as to who it was. That person should come forward now. Maybe in time they will. I reserve the right to uh, reassess at that point. Sure, but new information. You, you you are allowed to adjust your take as new information presents itself. And like I said, I'm sure Biz is a great guy. I'm sure he's an awesome dude to chill with. Would love to have a beer with him. But the way they run that show, that ship has sailed right now, Chris. <laughs> well, no, but what I'm saying is, is the way they run that show. This is a microcosm as why I, as why I sit there and I go, I just they get great guests on, which this may have ruined for him. And like, I don't know. Did you hear their episode with um with Bruce Cassidy? I think it was. I heard some of it. Yes. Like they do some really great interviews. Yeah. Yeah. Stick yeah. To Bruce that. Cassidy's a wonderful interview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stick to that. That's what's gonna get hockey fans to like you. That's all I gotta say. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, puck off. We can't end the episode there. How many games does he coach? And if slash when he gets fired, does Yarmo go too? So the sword of Damocles has been dangling over Yarmo's head for about six months now, which is why you, which is why when you're in the middle of a rebuild, you acquire Johnny Gaudreau, Damon Severson, and Ivan Provorov. That's the only reason you do those things. Babcock was a mistake hire. And I said it when he was hired. If this all becomes much ado about nothing, though, and it's just a couple players who are a little uneasy, but they end up sitting there going, it's not as big of a deal when I understand it. Kind, You know what I mean? Like if, 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 it, if they end up coming around to it being, okay, I thought it was weird at the time, understanding that we all went through it. Like if, if they then basically kind of pull back on it and say it wasn't as big of a deal as I thought it was, and it doesn't really turn into anything. How many games does this guy coach? I'm going to answer your question with a question. Even if this ends up being like I I called it the tempest in the teapot. At what point with Babcock's reputation being what it is, at what point does as long as this story lasts, at what point is there a tipping point where it's like there's too much drama surrounding this and we and, and and we got we and we got a we we got a cut bait. So Elliot Friedman put it perfectly. Mm-hmm. He has to be perfect because any little thing that he does, he exhales and, there, mm-hmm. and and the bomb goes off. Yep. And so yes, to your point, it was a mistake hire for a general manager who sucks at being a general manager. You thought my rant on Shevel, uh, Kevin Shevel day off was bad. Wait till we get to Yarmo. Yarmo blew it with Bobrovsky. He blew it with, with that era. And he's still fucking here. And now he goes out and he hires this guy. Well, here's the thing. He blew it. You know, it, it actually kind of it kind of speaks to the state of the franchise, the state of the Columbus Blue Jackets franchise. He blew it with that core. But that run, that run bought him all this time. And he built another core. Here... So you know how they say in coaching, there's coaches that develop and there's coaches that win. Mm -hmm. Well, there's coaches, there's general managers that build teams and there's general managers who make championship teams. Yeah. And what you need to do is you need to, a a team like Columbus needs a guy like Yarmo to get this core in. And now they need the next guy. And they should, they, 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 they should have fought. They should have fired Yarmo probably two or three years ago. 
Yeah, although given the year, given the moves that he made to get Gaudreau and and all the you know th- this past year, like I can't really say that. But after this, like I'll put it this way: if Babcock goes, Yarmo's got to go because yeah. Yarmo picked this guy. Yeah, yeah. This is this is Yarmo's dude. So I'll ask you again: Is that it, it can't even if this is nothing, if this story lasts long enough? Will people higher than Yarmo say we can't, we can't, we can't? If it continues through camp and it's a distraction, it's a perceived distraction in camp, mm-hmm. then yes. Game one, you'll get fans chanting fire, Babcock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sound familiar? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what, though? This team could actually do it because they have base at that point. You will mm-hmm. probably still hear eerie chants of Fire Babcock in games one, two, and three. You know, mm-hmm. just like it did with, with Lindy Ruff last year. Sorry, Lindy. Best chant last year, by the way. Oh, that was awesome. That was <laughs> awesome. I don't think you're going to hear Sorry Babcock, though. No. no. Either he won't last long enough or the fans just won't say it. Mm-hmm. Because this this team... First of all, what the fuck is he talking about where he says this team needs to have a chicken dick's chance of getting to a wild card? Has he looked at this fucking roster? (laughs) This is the best long shot take to bet on because Mm -hmm. their roster is so fucking good right now compared to where it was last year. And they only sucking last year got him Adam Fintilli. Mm Mm-hmm. Like they're dark, they're dark horse. They are a dark horse. And we talked about it in the blue jacket special. We're we're not talking about the Lemieux Penguins adding Crosby here, but we kind of are. Because mm-hmm. their Lemieux was Gaudreau, and they just yeah. added Fintilli. And they have Patrick Laine, too. Oh, yeah. Who's Forgot the... about Patrick Laine. Yeah. Didn't mention him yet. Did mm-hmm. we mention uh, Kent Johnson? Yep. Johnson, Sillinger. Zach Wawrenski. Marchenko. Like. This seems good. It, they're going to have a little bit bigger of a chicken dicks chance to get into the playoffs. Yeah. And if you don't think so, puck off. Now, I hope this story is true because then we look like real big idiots. I, 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 I may have blew my load. Oh, my God. I may have blown my load on that one. 